Thank you for joining us at Christchurch Dunstable. Now on with our daily devotions. Morning everyone, we're uh, back in Psalm 52. Uh, To help us um, get the context, I'm going to read the verses that were the focus of yesterday and then bring us through to the second half of the psalm, which is the focus of today. Psalm 52. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty hero? Why do you boast all day long, you who are a disgrace in the eyes of God? You who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You you love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. Struck afresh reading through those verses that there's so much about the tongue here. Uh, The enemy of God's king, the one described in these verses, is one who, verse 1, boasts in evil. Is the one who, verse 2, practices deceit, plots destruction, has a tongue like a sharpened razor. Is the one who, verse 3, loves falsehood rather than speaking the truth. The one who loves every harmful word, verse 4. These verses are stuffed um, with um, descriptions of the harmful tongue. And then in verse 5, as we work our way into the section of the psalm we're thinking of this morning, in verse 5, the enemy of God who who wields his tongue in the way described in verses 1 to 4, we're told, is headed for a fall. Verse 5, surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. So whilst those with a wicked tongue and a deceitful tongue might prosper for a time, whilst lying actually might get you somewhere in this life, whilst embellishing and deceiving and telling half-truths to mislead people uh, does work often for a time, We could name countless examples where people have prospered through deceit, couldn't we? So whilst lying and the underhanded use of the tongue might work for a time, David says it doesn't end well. Verse 5 again, surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. And then as we work our way into verse 6, David says something that we might raise an eyebrow at. After speaking about the future destruction of those who wield a wicked tongue against God's king, David says, verse 6, The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at you. They will laugh at you, saying, Here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. The righteous will laugh on that day of judgment. What does David mean here? Well, someone who knows... Uh, the original languages that the psalm was written in, the psalms were written in, says this about that word laugh. This is not the laugh of vindictiveness or malice. This is not the laugh of vindictiveness or malice, but of satisfaction at seeing the just judgment of God and the vindication of the righteous. So not the laugh of vindication, vindictiveness or malice, but 
a laugh of satisfaction at seeing the just judgment of God and the vindication of the righteous. So perhaps a sort of laugh that might come out of us when we just feel so joyful rather than a vindictive cackle appears to be the sense of that word laugh here. Anyway, want to ponder on perhaps. But I want to focus on what comes after that word laugh. The righteous say, upon seeing the destruction of the one with the wicked tongue, the righteous say this, Here now is a man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. We know in verses 1 to 4 that this was a man who practiced deceit. We know this is a man who lied, who manipulated, who plotted, who loved falsehood rather than truth. Why are we sometimes tempted to practice deceit? I think this psalm answers that question for us. Why are we tempted to use our tongue to build ourselves up and tear others down? Well, when we lie, when we speak poison rather than pure words, I think that's ultimately a sign of insecurity. Verse 7, the person who does not make God his stronghold is a person who needs to build a stronghold outside of God. And the person who does that is ultimately insecure. The person who seeks to grow strong by destroying others is insecure because we were designed to make God our stronghold. We were designed to find our security in God. And so when we are trying to establish a security through lying and deceit, then ultimately that's a sign of insecurity. In the first four verses, David speaks about the misuse of the tongue. And then in verse seven, he says that this person who is wickedly misusing their tongue has not made God his stronghold. That person is insecure. When we gossip, we're looking for a sense of strength by tearing others down. We're insecure. When we operate on the edge of truth and are manipulative, we're looking for strength outside of God. We're insecure. The lying person is the insecure person looking for a security outside of faith in God. Back to our psalm in verse 5. David speaks of the one with the wicked tongue being uprooted. He uses that word uprooted. And then if you skip down to verse 8, we have more horticultural language by way of contrast verse 8 after speaking of the wicked one misusing his tongue um, heading for a day where he will be uprooted by way of contrast David says verse 8 but I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever the person who trusts in God who finds their identity in God who doesn't look for strength uh, and security through lies and deception is a person who is ultimately secure. The person he he, he or she is a person who is like a planted and flourishing olive tree, trusting in God's unfailing love forever and ever. We don't lie when we're secure in God. Security in God means we don't feel the need to lie to embellish. To tell a half-truth to lead people into mistruth. When are you tempted to lie? Bend the truth. Embellish. Embellish. Conceal. Mislead. 
We're all tempted to do this at times. And we give in to that temptation when we're not trusting, verse 8, in God's unfailing love. A deceitful tongue is a sign of insecurity. A truthful tongue that speaks to truth and love is a sign of faith. How do we stir that faith that lives inside us that sometimes ebbs and flows? How do we stir our faith so our tongue might only speak truth? So we might only plan what is good? Well, I think verse 9 tells us how we stir our faith. David says, this is a, a pattern to follow. For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. Praising God, hoping in God, reminding ourselves of God's goodness, looking to the cross, reminding ourselves of God's love for us in Christ. Guides our tongue because our hearts are filled with gratitude and a sense of security of who we are in Christ and we don't feel the need to lie. Practicing praise, praising God, practicing a spirit of thankfulness, practicing dwelling on who God is, takes away the temptation to lie and deceive because we're resting in who God is and what he's done for us in his son. We don't need to look for security through deceit or manipulation when we're clinging on to who we are in Christ. Let's pray. Lord, there's so much in your word about the tongue. And we recognise that what comes out of our mouth is what's in our heart. And Lord, we ask that you would fill our hearts with faith that we would be those who have hearts full of praise and thankfulness so we would not feel the need to tell white lies to deceive to tell half truth half truths to embellish to exaggerate oh lord so often we we lie because we want to appear good and to appear strong before others and it's a sign of insecurity help us to be those who recognize our own weakness because when we are weak we are strong because we're resting on who we are in christ Help us to be more like him, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Christchurch Dunstable podcast. Tune in every weekday to listen to our daily devotions. And why not visit our website, ccd.church, to find more resources. Christchurch Dunstable, bringing the hope of Christ from the heart of Dunstable.